Welcome to the show. Thank you for listening. Hey yo, go low. Let's do this for the homies in the hood. The dub. What up? No disrespect to the motherhoods, but this is where I'm from. Three, two, one. I can't come. No other way, no way, no how. You know the bow wow, do it long beach style to the fullest young nigga, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the PTSD podcast. You recognize that song is not our song, and you know what that means. That means we got a special guest, and boy, am I excited. Uh, this man is, I would call an activist, whether or not he would call him himself. Uh, he is a, a helper in the community. Uh, I can't wait for you to hear. I, I can't even, I'm having trouble because he does so much, and I'm just excited for you guys you know, to hear a little bit about what he does. And, and he's been out there in the midst of everything that's been going on. He's been out there not only defending the streets, but also cleaning the streets, you know, and, and trying to help heal the streets, which is the most important. So, ladies and gentlemen, the Hood Santa, a.k.a. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> what's Thanks up, for having brother? me on the show, guys. Alski, Mook, uh, appreciate uh, you guys reaching out to me. Uh, it's an honor to be out here with you guys. Thanks for uh, Thanks for inviting me, dude, you know. I got the call, what, an hour ago? <laughs> you know? I said, yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah, man, I love I love the whole, uh, you know, conversation on podcasts, you know, di- different points of views and what, you know, what we're all trying to do. And, you know, like we spoke earlier, good guys, you know, getting together with good guys, giving out good news. What's better than that? Yeah, and you said, you know, pre-show, something that, that I'm realizing as I get older and I approach my 40s is that, I'm finding that good people inadvertently find each other. Like the more I go and the more I try to do and the more good I try to do, the good people, the more and more good people I'm finding. That's how it goes. You know, there used to be a dumb saying, good guys finish last. I don't think that's true anymore. I think the good guys are finally starting to stick together and are like, no, this is the dudes we want to be around with. The cool dudes, the dudes that are doing the right things, you know? Uh, You know, the... It's, it's always going to be that thing where uh, it just feels right to do the good thing, right? Correct. So follow your heart. It's pretty simple. You know right. I mean? It's pretty simple to be a good guy and, and do the right thing. It's just uh, just doing it. And, and, that, and that's the thing is that th- there's so much that goes on and there's so much that we go through as people. But the basic idea of being being a good person of mm-hmm. being good to someone mm-hmm. else right is so very simple yeah but because of everything along the way it, it gets so twisted man you know yeah. what i mean and we find ourselves spitting vitriol and trying to break people down when we get upset you yeah. know as a yeah, fo- yeah. because that's what we're used to you know what i mean yeah i think you're you know there something's got to happen in your life for you to have that change for me it was the day i met god you know the day i met god uh instantly two minutes later i knew when something was wrong that makes any sense you know yeah uh i knew instantly that what i was doing before i met god was wrong so i couldn't go back to doing those things anymore because it just wasn't right now you know so uh you know and that's not the story for everybody there's going to be those people that uh that are going to do good because something happens and they're just, they have an awakening, whatever it is. And they say, you know what, man? I just realized that I've been doing such and such backwards or that wasn't right. Or, you know, how could I do that without putting any thought or any effort or any kind of, you know, uh, any kind of thought into what I was doing? That's totally wrong, right? Right. So, you know, uh, the, the what I'm trying to get at is uh, that there, I think everybody is going to get to that point in their life. Some people get it when they're young. Some people get it when they're older. But the goal is let's hope that everybody gets it. And sometimes it just takes a couple people to sprinkle a little bit of good messages into their life and to uplift them and to tell them, hey, bro, guess what? I was there where you were at. You know what I mean? I come from the hood, too. I come from XXXX, right? I didn't have a dad. I didn't do this. I didn't do that, right? But guess what? I did this, did that. And, dude, it was so rewarding and it, and it wasn't even, a, a, I didn't even make any money off of it. It was just, I was so happy, you know, just an example of because I did this, this, and that. And then they little by little start catching on to what you're saying. And then you hope that that little seed you put in their heart and in their brain starts growing. Right. And they start trying to do things yeah. different. Yes, man. You know what I mean? That's yes. the goal here is to inspire people to be better, to do the right thing, 
to continue to change for the better, you know, every day, daily, you know, you, you know, uh, like today, you know, I, uh, I, I said, you know, you know, and what good is it for a man, we all know this, to gain the world but lose his soul, right? Yeah. We all know that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, to me, I'm a hard-headed man, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I look at that different. It's not like I'm challenging God or I'm challenging scriptures. It's just I, I like, I challenged everything. Right. Right? But now I understand that what that meant is more like, hey, pull back, pull back, humble yourself, listen to conversations, don't always think you're right, listen to a different point of view, listen to what they've been through, you're not the only man walking the planet, you know what I mean, that's been through something, you know right. what I mean? So when you take that all in and you see why they're having such a hard time uh, adapting or being good, let's just say, and, you know, uh, you know, we got hundreds and hundreds of friends, right? Hundreds and hundreds of relationships. You learn and you pick and choose from all of them on how to give some good info to a friend to help him whatever he's going through to make him better, right? right. That's what we should all be doing. Of course. It's trying to, you know, educate our friends on, you know, on whatever it is. On, what, on whatever it is that they're trying to do to get better, to be better, you know? So that's kind of what, what, what uh, I kind of live my life on every day. Every day, I I try to text my friends, my really close friends, every day, and I I try to remind them how special they are to me. I say, hey man, you know, thank you for pushing me, you know, thank you for allowing me to be a part of this thing that we're doing. You know, uh, you're an incredible friend, you're an incredible man, you're one in a million, and we grew up in in times where nobody talked like that to me. Right, no. So yeah. I want to be that person because I wish somebody would have talked like that to me. So I've taken on that role to do that to people that are millionaires, to people that are, you know, that made it big in, in the business world or whatever. You know, that doesn't mean they can't continue to be good and get inspired and do better. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's business and then there's life. You know what I mean? And sometimes we get caught up in chasing business and business and business that sometimes we forget to look back and or to even accept any information from somebody that's not a millionaire or that's not rich or whatever. That doesn't mean that they can't give you a golden nugget and change your life or change your vision and change, you know, the way you see things. Right. Right. And and it's funny because I operate the exact same way, brother. That's awesome. And I put that out there because I know how much I need that. I know how vital that feedback was to keeping me alive mm -hmm. because family and friends, of course, you know, it's nice to hear, but when you, you, you have a friend and, and you create a bond with someone and they do little things like, you know what I mean? Root for you and, and are genuinely happy for you when, when you experience a success and, and they're, you know, that feeling of that friendship of just the feeling of that someone cares about you right. can change somebody's life, man. And, and with all the things that we go through, aside from pandemics, aside from injustice, yeah. our everyday struggles. Everyday life. Yeah. They're heavy, bro. And, yeah. and there's days for me where I'm dragging the entire world on my back. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's that positivity, the re the people that are constantly in my corner that I look to and I see that light. That's you know awesome what I mean? And so I, and so I need, I, you can't tell me otherwise, I need to put that back out there because... I know that it saved me and I know what it can do for somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All it takes is a couple words of encouragement to change somebody's day 360 degrees. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've had people call me and be like, dude, I'm ready to go do this. Something gnarly. And it's like, bro, are you crazy, bro? You're, like, you're doing so many good things. Why are you willing to, you know, take a chance and do that when you're doing XXX? And then they call me back and say, bro, man, thanks for answering my call. You know what I mean? It's like. And I also learned this, you know, I always tell my friends, like I call some of my friends and they don't answer. And then I see that they're doing bad. Right. Or my, they, you know, they'll post something, something as simple as, hey, man, my car broke down. Life sucks. Right. Right. And then I see it and I'm calling and they don't answer, calling, they don't answer. And then I finally send them that text or that email like, hey, bro, I'm trying to call you because my neighbor said he'll fix the problem. And you, 
and you kind of put yourself in that situation from not getting blessed by being so, you know, so caught up in the moment right. and not looking at the bigger picture of things. Like, you never know who's calling to be cool, calling to help you. Just answer the call. Answer the call. You never know what's on the other side of that call. I'm sure you've been there hundreds of times. Hundreds We've all been times, there, right? Yeah. Where it's like, I got an, I got a story about my son is 20, he's 23. So when he got about six, 17, 16, he got a job right here at this in and out on the corner, bro. Right here on, in Norwalk, right? And uh, I was taking him to work every day, and he was getting off late. And uh, before I was going to buy him a car, I said, well, this guy's got to show me that he's going to do, you know, what it takes to earn a car. Correct. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. He's going to go to work for a while. So he was taking the bus. He was skating, and then he would call me, Dad, I get off at 2 a.m. We did that for two months, and then I was like, okay, I need to get a car. So I get in my car. And I say a prayer. I say, you know, you know, you know, Lord, I need a car for my son. Like, uh, like, you know, he's got a job and he's proven to me that he's going to do, you know, what's what needs to be done. Right. I answer the phone call. Yo, T, bro. Dude, I just got in trouble, bro. I want to give you my car. I hadn't talked to this guy forever. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I know that that was heaven sent. But my point was, imagine if I would have been like, I haven't talked to this guy in forever. What does he want? Right. I would have missed that. I would have missed that blessing, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like a lot of people, a lot of people uh, 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 miss those opportunities when people are trying to do something good for them, cool for them, because, you know, they're so stuck in that, that mentality of like, the world's against me, right. right? Or what does this person want, right? When... You shouldn't be that way. We should always be able to communicate. We should always be able to address whatever's going on at all times with each other. Right. That's why we're brothers. That's why we're here to uplift each other, you know, uh, uh, to, to put encouragement into each other, right? To, uh, you know, guide each other. You know, you, you, you've been through things I haven't been through. I've been through things you haven't been through. So, you know, collectively, we got a lot of information that we can share with each other, right? So that's what we should be doing at all times is giving that out to people and you know and being good though it's got to be good you know because who you know who can't just say hey go do this and blow this up it, it, there's that's nonsense you know what i mean yeah it's nonsense and if if we want the world to be a better place like i know we all do and you know you got children and you know it all starts with us it all starts with us being good men and good women and and uh and showing them better you know what i mean i come from an era where there was gang banging, you know, graffiti, you know, uh, you know, all of us, you know, drugs. We all kind of come from that same background. But I didn't have nobody to show me better but my family. You know what I mean? And now things have changed because of social media. We got thousands of friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? We mm -hmm. got thousands of friends that are, you know, a message, a DM away. I'm the guy that answers everybody, bro. Yeah. Because I just, I don't want to not answer that one. And then I hear something terrible happens. Correct. You know? Yeah. No, and I, so I, I want to be, uh, I hold myself accountable to, to answering everybody. Say, hey, what's up, man? You all right? What's going on? You cool? What do you need? And, and most of them are like, Hey man, uh, I seen you're doing all this cool stuff for kids. My brother just got 18 years and the kids are with the grandma, my grandma now. And my grandma's 60 and you know, uh, the, 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 the mom is, on drugs and my my grandma had the, the grandma had to take them in it's always something like that and then we figure out how we can go bless them how we can go uh give them something cool but it's always about being good is what i'm talking you know what i'm trying to get at is it's always about doing the right thing or trying and the beauty also of of it now that we have a thousand friends or five thousand whatever you guys got you guys are probably popular you guys probably got a couple <laughs> hundred million you know yeah. uh, you know it's that is it now we got that platform to to find those like-minded people you know what i mean when before you know you you had your boys on the, around the corner that you rode bikes with and you guys all wanted to go bike riding because that's what you guys liked now it's like hey man i got you know there's a mission we want to do this for this family if you guys want to get involved send me a message dude i get hundreds of messages hey man i got this hey man i got a a, a desktop you know we've only used it once uh, can we give it to that family? Hey, uh, we got shoes for the kids. Hey, man, we want to pitch in and buy that family that's got five kids uh, a van. Hey, how do we, you know, it's cool. You know, it's like now the good guys, what I said, are sticking right. together.
You know what I mean? Yeah. We're sticking together, and uh, it, that's the way it should be, man. It's always should be that way. It should be that we should all try to be good at all times, whether people are watching us or not. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's there, like I'm saying there, I keep on meeting more and more and more and they're out there. And we all come from different walks of life. We all come from a lot of damage, a lot of trauma, many of us, you know, fortunately, some have it and that's, and that's fine. That's, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? No disrespect to anybody. Mm -hmm. But I find that the people that have been through the most, you know what I mean, that have had it a little rougher tend to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. I tend to mesh more because I understand them more, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I got a saying that, that, that. that says it's going to take us to help save us. You know, yeah, 100%. The, people, the people that have been through that kind of stuff are the people that are going to uh, be able to jump up and say, hey, man, I've been there. I know that feeling. Right. How do I get involved? You know what I mean? And you know, I know we're probably jumping all over the place. I know you. I know you have a format and uh, on how you're doing it. But you know, like my story is, you know, my dad on Christmas Eve committed suicide when I was six. So my mom sold shoes at the swap meet. Okay, seven days a week. Shout out to my mom. My mom's the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mama uh, Dukes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, she was the first person to put Nikes in the swap meet. In the 70s, early 70s, bro, my mom was a hustler. She worked at every swami you could think of. So getting back to, to that, she was a single mother. There was five of us at the time. So we were poor. On top of, you know, her her going to the swap meet and doing all that still wasn't enough. You know what I mean? It was still a job. She was still going to work. It wasn't like she was showing up like, I'm the manager of Foot Locker. And what did we sell today? You know what I mean? She was selling it. She was packing the vans up. She was pulling the, the merchandise out. All that, right? But what I'm getting at is that we were poor. So that's what pushed me to do what I'm doing now, you know, is, uh, is all this philanthropy stuff and, you know, giving back to the hood. Because, you know, I remember not having anything, dude. Yeah. I remember waking up uh, Christmas Day. I grew up with Goalie Loke, who was part of that song that you played, right? Yeah. He's a group in the East Siders. He's a member of the group in the East Siders. Uh, I grew so, up with uh, him. For, the, for the people listening, uh, it, explain to them why uh, that song's significant to you. Okay, that song, I got to produce that song for Snoop in, jeez, uh, uh, 1999 was my first <laughs> platinum record. Gosh, I'm old. <laughs> but it's all good, man. It's all good. I did it. I'm proud of it, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, no, I wanted to uh, cue it up for you as a surprise. Yeah, thank you. know you. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thanks, yeah. thanks, thanks. I was surprised when that came out. I was yeah. like, oh, what? <laughs> oh, I know. I'm going to start seawalking in yeah, there. Yeah, right? yeah, you know, you know. Respect. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, so you know, they, they had, their dad was a trash man, city trash man, so they had a little bit of money, you know? He worked for the city. So every Christmas, they got brand new bikes. So we would wake up Christmas Day excited to go ride their bikes. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we didn't have those. Yeah. And you know, my mom couldn't afford them. So that always stuck with me forever. And as I, you know, as I grew as a man and, you know, became, you know, what I've become, um, I started thinking, like, how many more kids is there like me? <sighs> Millions. You know what I mean? So I decided to create local hearts foundation i created i i decided to to do something where we can go back and give those kids in those uh under-resourced areas cool stuff to keep them you know uh uh keep them busy because you know you know idle time is the devil's playground Mm -hmm. you know give them cool things bikes laptops i got a partner uh nick diamond the owner of diamond supply who's uh teamed up with me for 10 this is our 10th year doing this where we give back dude thousands of diamond supply items to the community bro we buy a thousand turkeys bro we do a turkey drive where we give a thousand turkeys and nick gives nick diamond gives out ten thousand hoodies and t-shirts shoes socks you name it bro and we do it because we know that winter's coming and these kids are not going to have hoodies. These kids are not going to have shoes. It's going to be cold. So we strategically put these packages together to fit the needs of that family, you know? So so it's, pre- it's pretty rad that, that uh, we get to do that in that area, in these communities, you know? Uh, we do a backpack event, same. We buy thousands of backpacks. We fill them up with, you know, everything you can think of from... 
you know, notebooks, uh, crayons, rulers, glue sticks, uh, scissors. And then we also get them shoes because, you know, back to school, you know, kids, kids get bullied. Kids probably get picked on. They show up to school wearing the same stuff because their parents can't afford it. We try to take that bill away from the parent, that $100 bill. Or if they got seven kids, that $700 bill, you know what I mean? Where we try to take that away from them so it can make it easier for the kids not only to, to have something cool, but to be able to have the right tools and to feel good and to focus on the task to learn to learn to go to school and, and and get the education that's needed right to continue to get better in life so we do that we do a toy drive that's dude last last year's toy drive was insane dude we raised probably about fifty thousand dollars in toys bro we teamed up with a, a company another uh friend of mine and they, their name is doyle and nate and they do this festival called for the children it's a bunch of uh, straight age punk rock bands, and they do a three day festival. This thing's bad, bro. They do a three day festival, and they did it in Long Beach at this place called the, called the Ice House. And yeah, uh, Story So Far played that, right? Uh, maybe. Yeah, they did. Oh, okay, yeah. sick. Yeah, so you did. know about yeah, it. I do know about so it. So, yeah. what they do is they sell tickets for three days, right? But every day you have to bring a toy. So, every day you come back, people bring toys, and they won't let you in without a toy for any of the days even if you have a wristband vip whatever they say hey targets across the street or whatever they send them a target and dude we raised probably like fifty thousand dollars in toys bro so you know we're, we're we're doing some cool stuff in the in the area you know in that area and now we're trying to take it to another level where we're doing stuff that's just not in the city like we just did yesterday we donated a couple thousand masks to juvenile halls you know and uh for the pandemic, you know, uh, I I was in juvenile hall as a kid. Uh, Sleeps was in juvenile hall as a kid. So Next. let's uh, so let's get into that then. Let, yeah, let's let's yeah. back up and, and start from the beginning. Okay. You know what I mean? I yeah. know you mentioned about your father, yeah. which you know I'm yeah. sorry to hear that, yeah. but just tell us, you know, where you came from, where okay. you grew up, and you know, once that happened, what was it like growing up for you? Yeah. So when my father passed away, it was pretty tough because uh, I was the baby, right? I was the baby, and I had my sister Liz, who's older than little couple older years old then my brother Raul then my sister Alicia and Blanca uh and uh my nephew who was my nephew who was uh I don't know maybe if I was eight he was six you know you know Mexicans you know our nephews are almost like our brothers right yeah, <laughs> you know, same clothes you know, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean shower together <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. and uh so uh yeah I, I grew up in Long Beach born and raised in Long Beach it was it was an interesting time it was like a I really didn't have no supervision because my mom, like I said, was at the swap meet all the time. And uh, she, you know, she had a hustle. She had to make ends meet, you know, and provide. So she would go to Mexico and take Levi's and shoes and <laughs> take off. And the only, only reason I ever, uh, the only time I knew that she was leaving or this I caught on to when she was leaving is she was bring like 50 uh, cans of corn you know, a little can corn. Yeah. Uh, maybe 10, 15 boxes of the cereal, the white Kellogg's with the little rooster on the front. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> the one that yeah. you got to put You got to put a own. gang of shit. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then maybe 10 gallons of milk. And then my sister worked for Pollo Loco. She would bring all the chicken that they didn't sell and butt and tortillas. And then uh, she would disappear. And I would just be home alone, ro roaming, roaming around and just kind of going at it day by day alone. And as I got older, I caught on to it because as soon as they started seeing those things come in, I was like, okay, my mom's about to leave soon and I'm going to be alone maybe for two, three weeks, maybe a little more. So I had to uh, had to grow up pretty fast and I had to adapt to whatever was going on outside, gangs, graffiti, whatever, right? So the beauty of that during that time is I became a, a pretty well-known little breakdancing kid in my city, you know? So all the neighborhood parties, I broke dance at all the parties. So when break dancing stopped, it all turned into gangs. So that's how I was able to get a pass because they all knew me as, hey, that's little Tito, that's Z Rock, like that's what they called me. Uh, <laughs> let him go, you know, let him go through, you know, or whatever. Hey, yeah. what are you doing out here? You know, the Crips, the, you know, the Samoans, uh, 
the, the you know the cholos they all knew me because i was the cute break dancing kid you know yeah, yeah, yeah. it was breaking at their house before they all decided to hate each other yeah. you know what i mean yeah so so like that later on in life played a big part in in my life that i was able to maneuver and i got to learn how to get along with everybody and to this day i think that has a big uh, a big part played a big part in my life because that's the way i still move i still right. know how to talk with to, i'll go talk to anybody you know I have friends, you name it, bro, to do everything, you know, and I, and I think it's because of that, that upbringing, you know, so I know I lost my dad and it was sad and all that, but, uh, my brother Raul, uh, he stepped up and he manned up at a young age and became the man, you know, and I don't think, you know, I don't, I don't think I probably could have did it. He just, he was on top of my head. He, when he, when I did bad, that was the dude to beat me. That was the dude to put me in check, you know? Yeah. He, I always tell people my brother Raul was uh, gave me my first car and my first beating, bro. Both in the name <laughs> yeah. of love, though. I mean, yeah, Both that's what big brothers do. You know you what know? I mean? And uh, so, yeah, I, I, you know, I ran the streets like most everybody. At about 16, I ended up robbing a 7-Eleven three times in one night. I ended up going to Juvenile Hall. And, uh, you know, I fought the case and all that. Did some time. I got out and I changed instantly. It, but it wasn't the time that changed me. It wasn't the crime that changed me. What changed me was when I saw my mom cry. Right. After I had made her probably cry hundreds, if not thousands of times before that, you know, by mm. not listening. I used to tell my mom. She said, what are you doing? You're going to get in trouble. Like, you can't go. I'm going to whoop you. And I used to take her that. I used to take her a, a shoe, like a high heel shoe and say, here, hit me. Hit me 40 times. Just get it over with. You know, <laughs> you try to get credit or what? No, just, just to get it over with so I can go back and run around. Yeah. Run the streets and roam the streets, whatever, you know. So, yeah, my mom, my mom did her best. My sisters did their best. And uh, I, from that point on, said, uh, this is not something for me. Jail is not for me. You know, it was, you know, a lot of, a lot of people keep going back, back and forth. And I don't get it. You know what I mean? But to me, it was like, as soon as I saw my mom cry, I got sentenced. They made me turn around and face my mom to put the handcuffs on me. And I looked at her and she started bawling and that changed me. Yeah. I said, Oh man, I don't want to hurt my mom. I don't want to let her down. So from that, from that day forward, I never got in trouble again. I never got in trouble again, and uh, I decided that you know I wanted to be something. You know, I didn't I didn't want to just be uh, a statistic or whatever you want to call it. You know, I wanted to be something better, and and I you know I had always uh, been a skater. I had always ex at everything I had ever been involved in. I had always excelled. You know, I was always one of the better kids. You know, so you know my brother was. I owe my brother a lot. Thank God for my brother. He was always the one that would be like, dude, you know, you play football, you're the best. You do this, you're the best. You break dance, you're the best. Like, like, what are you doing? Like, stick to those things. Why do you want to go and do the dumbest thing you can think of, you know? Yeah. So he was always there, the voice of reason. And not only that, dude's fists are like Mike Tyson's. So if I didn't listen, <laughs> you know, yeah. if I didn't listen, he would love me up, sock me up. But yeah, man, that that's that that was my upbringing in the city, and uh, I love it. You know, I love it. I love that uh, I was able to go through that because you know it made me who I am. When it comes to growing up, you know, your big brother was obviously a huge influential role. Yeah. So when it came to things like activism, when mm -hmm. it came to things like tolerance, when mm -hmm. it came to things like that. Um, was it him that you went to for that, or was it? Did you just see it on your own and develop, and no, develop that, that, that love and that care for for everybody, regardless of anything? Is that just what you developed along the way? Yeah, that was just something that I just had since I was a kid. I guess you know, I uh, we would skate, and after the skate sessions, all my friends would go eat at my house. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like. We had all the cereal, like I told you, you know. And yeah, my pops was he would my pops would get mad because he'd yeah. go to the market and my drop you know a hundred and change, and what me and doing? my boy show up, bam, 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 and he's like, I, you know what I mean? I just yeah. bought this shit, yeah. but what are you that's doing? what it was, yeah. you yeah, know yeah, what I yeah. mean? So, so there you go. So we're similar in that, in that, uh, in that, you know, that manner. Uh, uh, the activism part didn't, you know, it, it was more. I just wanted to help. It's just more I wanted to help these people that I saw that uh, 
didn't have anything. That's really what it was about, you know. Uh, that's pretty much it, bro. I just wanted to give back to the community that I so much, you know, that I love so much, you know, and, and give those kids a fair shake, you know, and give them something to look forward to. You know, we do this, this thing, the hood Santa during Christmas, we call it, uh, 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 diamond scholars where I say, Hey, if you got any, if you know any kids that are doing good in school, send me a, a message, an email. Do we get hundreds of emails? Then I go through them, right? Boom, 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 boom. And then I see kids that got 4.0s, bro, that are in the hood, right? So I'm like, whoa. I'm like, dude, I, I got all Fs. You know what I mean? So I'm like, dang, like these kids are here that really want to make a change, that are tired of living this way, that do want to take their parents out of here, that do want to do the right thing. So those are the kids that we need to take care of, right? So what I do is I respond to them. I say, hey, well, send me the report card. And then we see the report card. And we say, where do you live? And you're like, whoa, you live across the street from where? You know, it's the worst part of South Central. Yeah. Worst part of Compton. Right. Worst part of Long Beach. And then I dress up like Santa and I go pay him a visit. But before we do that, we coordinate with, say, somebody like you. Say you say you message me said, hey, my little brother kills it in school, bro. He's a good kid. You know, uh, my parents don't have much. He wants to be an architect. Uh you know, man, it'd be cool if we could do something special for him. Say, okay, okay, he wants to be an architect. What do you guys need? Well, you know, he's go, he's walking to the library at seven to use the public library's uh, computer. I say, okay, cool. Do you think that if we gave him a Mac, that that would make it easier for him? Do you think that would be something that would uh, you know make things better, easier for him to 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 uh, like? Is that the kind of tool he needs, right? And they say, man, that'll be incredible because my cousin lets him borrow his Mac, but he has to give it back the next day or whatever. Now, if he had one every day, then he can work on, you know, things all day, every day and continue to learn and continue to grow and continue to get better. So then we say, okay, we have, we have a board meeting. We say, hey, we have MOOCs, we have ALSCI. They're straight A students, bro, and they're in they're, they want to be architects, but they live in South Central. They live in Compton. And their parents don't have much, so then we the board decides to say, hey, okay, we're going to put mm -hmm. away, you know, five grand to buy laptops. We're going to put away, whatever, three grand to buy desks. And then we show up, and we build them a desk, and we build them, you know, a computer, you know, a, a, a workstation so they can have those tools. Because that's those are the kids that are going to make it. Those kids that got that drive, those kids that got that ambition, the kids that want to be somebody, you know, the kids that work hard. Because everybody wants free stuff. Of course. Of course. Everybody wants yeah. free stuff. They want two. You know yeah. what I mean? If yeah. it's free, I'll take yeah. two. Yeah. So yeah. those are the kids that we look after. On top of, you know, we also do the single moms, the single dads, like I mentioned, you know, that we go and, and we reward. And then we get these cool stories of, like, there's a family that's got three kids. Two of them are doing terrible. Then they got the one kid that's just outstanding. He's a 4.0 student. And we talk to the dad or whoever hits me up, say, hey, Joe, you know, and he's like, dude, you know, my sons, I got two. Can you hook them up? Send me the report card. Let me check it out. And then they got D's and C's. Yeah, and I yeah. say, look, look, bro, it's not that we don't want to hook them up, but we want to show them what hard work is, how hard work pays off. Right. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So we show up and we hook up the kid that has a 4.0 and dude, we give him 40 T-shirts, five pair of shoes. We almost want to throw it in those other kids' faces to let them see what they're missing out on. And then they say, hey, man, oh, man, I didn't know that, that you guys were going to do this for my brother. I said, well, you think nobody's paying attention to you, but there is. So hard work pays off. And when there's hard work, a lot of people are watching. So we came to reward your brother. But I'll tell you what, next year, if you do what your brother's doing, We'll be back. And guess what? Next year, they got it going on, bro. Next year, they got 4.0s, all of them, because they see that the hard work that they just put in in school got them some of the raddest things that they could possibly have. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the beautiful and, thing is that it's it's not just that, that they're being rewarded for their hard work. It's that somebody that doesn't even know them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. has taken the time to be there for them, to mm -hmm. offer them something, to make them feel good like a human being should you know what i mean and that's the the problem that we're facing right now is that 
people are being made to feel not like that. So when it came to those types of things in your household, like racism and, mm-hmm. and, and say the riot, the 92 riots, for mm-hmm. instance, how, how did that, how was that approached in your household then? Was it, you know uh, what? It wasn't you know, really spoken on. It was more of like, stay away from there, you know, uh, stay out of there. Don't get in trouble. Uh, and that was the time around the time I got in trouble. So I, I, uh, I really didn't get involved. I was pretty young. I thought it was terrible that we got to, see, you know, that we saw a black man get beat to death pretty much. Mm-hmm. So that did have an effect on what I felt. But, you know, I had a, I had a, my family that they weren't going to allow me to go out and destroy anything or be part of something that, that wasn't going to help anything. You know what I mean? Right. And, and it was the same for us. And it wasn't that it wasn't talked about. It's just that. You know what I mean? I wasn't really old enough to understand. I knew right. it was bad, right. but I really didn't understand the gravity of Where'd it. You you know I mean? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in L.A. I grew up in Southgate, Huntington okay. Park. You know what I mean? Bell, Cudahy, Down. Were those Linwood. areas getting uh, looted? Oh, yeah. Like okay. my like my fifth grade um, graduation got canceled, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it was going on and, and, and things like that. that right. But even then, I still, I'm in fifth grade. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I don't really understand. And... We're kids. We're kids. Yeah. You know now I mean? we're now we're you know, adults, mature. I have a different take on it now. You know, it's like enough's enough. You know, enough's enough, and enough's that's why enough. now, you know, it's just a lot of miscommunication. It is a, a lot of misunderstanding, and that's why me now as a father, mm-hmm. I don't choose to not talk about it. I sat my children yeah. down and I explained exactly what was going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I feel that we have to. We really right. have to to make a better future. Right. We have to let our kids know what's gone wrong and what we need to do to fix it. And, you know, where do you stand on, of course, protest? I think, I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't think anybody has a problem with that. You shouldn't, I don't think, because it's your given right. You know what I mean? Absolutely protest. It gets different when it comes to the looting and things like that. And uh, for me personally, I don't believe it's necessary. I don't like hurting someone else that way. Right. But... It's hard for me to really, really condemn yeah, yeah, me too. the man doing it yeah. because in the recent days, I, I, I've watched and learned mm-hmm. a lot and I've heard, uh, heard a lot more accounts and, and, I, and I'm starting to see if they're willing to do these things on camera, what are they doing to these poor men when the cameras aren't around? Oh, dude, I've, I've been a victim of it, bro. Of course, of I've course. Been, I, had, I had them put a gun in my car and, uh, and try to frame me. I had a cop... Dude, I, when I was about 17, I was working for my brother. I got pulled over riding a bike after work. Uh, and I had like $180 on me. And I'm coming out of an alley. And the cops says, free, you know, stop. What are you doing? Where are you coming out of the alley? What are you buying in the alley? I'm like, uh, I'm just riding the bike. Get off the bike. You know, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing, just cruising. You know, and he's like, empty your pockets. So I have 180 bucks. And he tells me, what are you selling? What kind of drugs are you selling? And I'm like, I'm not selling any drugs. He's like, okay, so what did you steal to get this money? Nothing. And he tells me, this is my money. And he just took it and took off just like that. And then one time I was driving on PCH in Magnolia and Long Beach. And, uh, dude, we get pulled over and uh, they get us out. It was like the gang unit. And I was never a gangster, bro. I was a skateboarder right yeah as I'm was a skateboarder. i i'm a yeah, skateboarder yeah. you know my whole life i was a skater you know yeah uh and uh, i wasn't good but I, but you know I was yeah, a skater. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so so i you know he, they pull us out and dude we're just tripping you know it's like we're outside the car and they come back and they're like oh bingo whose gun is this no way yeah and and you know we're all looking at each other like like it's not ours like like you know, we weren't in, we weren't into that kind of stuff. That wasn't something that we had. That wasn't something that we were into. So he calls me. He picks me, and he's like, "Grab it!" And I was like, "I'm not grabbing that." He wanted me to grab it so my prints could course, be on there. Yeah. I said, "I'm not grabbing that." And he told me, "Yes, you are." I said, "No, I'm not." I'm like, "I've never grabbed a gun in my life. I'm not gonna grab that." Yeah, you know. So, dude, like, I get it. I get it. Why people? That was. 25 years ago and we're still dude it's been going on for when did ronnie king you know 68 66 64 right when something like that right i don't remember the dates exactly but you know i think people are fed up bro people are fed up and then there's no accountability you know it's like 
okay, we're watching you do something. There's 10 cameras on you, and then you're pretty much telling us that we're, we didn't see that? Come on, dude. Those same tactics that they use that they used to say they didn't do it, they used those against us to prove that we did do it. You know, so that's the bad part. So I'm really psyched and I'm pumped that everybody's finally saying, okay, enough is enough of this stuff. Is it going to change? Let's hope. You know, let's hope. We see, you know, Garcetti said he wanted to make, what, $150 million uh, cut to the police, you know, uh, the police fund or whatever. Is that going to change anything? I don't know. Is that going to make cops angry? We don't know. Are we going to pay for it on the street because they feel that they got treated wrong? I don't know. And not only that, just because he says that, how do we know that he's really going to do that? Right. How, how will we ever know that? Right. Well, yeah, he said he was going to uh, put it into the uh, black, you know, the black communities, you know. And let's hope that let's hope that he does, you know. Uh, but also, man, it starts with education, you know, it starts yes. with educating ourselves like we can have our opinions and we can talk about this all the time and but if we're not running for for local uh seats local you know like local politics or whatever right at a local level we're never going to change anything it's there's not there's nothing that's ever going to change because the system's been in place for what 50 years 60 years 100 years whatever it is so the only way it's going to change is until we get some people that are that are educated. They could play that game and they could say, hey, well, time out. This is not working anymore. We need to change these rules. We need to help. We need to, you know, put these people, hold these people accountable for crimes. We need to change these laws where they don't get a pass where you know imagine if they you know this is this is wild thinking but let's just you know just speak on it imagine if they passed a law saying hey you're a cop okay if you kill somebody you're getting five years that's a that's a low amount of numbers you're getting five years no matter what just with those five years we'd probably stop 90 percent of the killings yeah. you know because they don't want to go through that they would really think about what the next move is if it was a law, right? But oh, we yeah. know, we know that you know Obama passed that blue law where he's protect blue. I forgot what it was called, the Blue Act or something, where he pretty much is protecting whatever they they do. You know, like they're all part of that same same thing. You know, and that's the bad part. But I'm I'm loving that we're all uniting. I'm loving that we're all being you know vocal about it. And I'm loving that, you know, we're having these these rallies, these protests. And even like what you said, I'm not against uh, I'm, I'm not for the people that are looting, but I'm not against it either. You know, it's like to you're in that position of, you know, they've been in that position for hundreds of years. And, you know, people say all lives matter and all that. And I get it. But it's almost like people are saying, stop crying. You know what I mean? That's wrong. Yeah. And, is, and again, that you know, that's misunderstanding. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. From If people would just sit down. Yeah. Because the, the people that get it, get it. And they yeah. understand, yes, they all matter. Every, no yeah. one's saying they don't. But, but right, right now, now there you they, go. they are under fire, man. Yes. And, and, and it's unfair. And, it, and it's tough to watch, you know. And it's been 100, a, an emotional up and down for me. It's gone from anger to, to frustration to sadness. And I think that's been... The biggest one for me has just been the overall sadness to see the world hurting, to see, you know, all of this going on just because of the color of someone's skin, which is the most irrelevant right. thing to ever judge anybody on. Right. So you were down there. I mean, when it was oh, live, dude, and you we were went to the uh, we went to uh, Nick Diamond store on Fairfax and uh, we just stood in front of it and, and protected it, you know, and. It, I felt to me, you know, I got so many people saying, what are you doing, bro? Nick's a millionaire. Nick has this. Like, why are you risking, you know? And I had to tell him, hey, listen, bro, Nick is a man of the people, bro. You know how much he does for the community? It's my duty as he is one of my friends to go protect this store. So I assembled a team of couple buddies, you know, and said, hey, you guys down to go you know, help out. And these are all local heart, uh, uh, foundation volunteers that seen what he's done for the last 10 years. And are like, yeah, bro, like let's go save, you know, his story. And, and in that process, we got to save Supreme. We got to save, uh, 
uh, Hall of Fame. We got to save Mitchell and Ness. We got to save Rip and Dip. Uh, we got to save a couple of the staples there by just standing there and and uh, you know and stopping the, the the looters. And it's usually kids, you know, nineteen to twenty three. They they don't they're just out there to cause correct. Just the opportunist, you know. Yeah, you know, and some of them might be. Might have gone through police brutality. Correct. We don't know, that, and that's where I sit too. Yeah. You know what you I mean? Know? Where I'm yeah. going, there. Ninety-eight percent is probably opportunist kids because they did catch a guy, and he straight up said, "I'm just here to get some bread." You know what I mean? Yeah. But for me, I feel like I do have to respect that there is that one percent that has just been treated and made to feel less right. than for years, and that's his only way to fight back. Because right. look, man, who do you tell the cops on when the cops aren't doing anything? Yeah, and they're the ones doing stuck. it, and yeah. it's clear, and they're lying to us. Yeah, and you're, you know, a black man or woman, and you're oppressed and and treated and, and squashed, and you know, belittled. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's terrible. So it's it's hard, man. It just, it breaks my heart. You know, I, I just hate to see that in the world. And years and years ago, when I was filled with hate, it would be a different story, probably. You know what I mean? But where I am now in this life, and, and seeing what love has done for me, right. I, I, it hurts to see. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You have a platform too to talk about good things, and hopefully people listen. You know, uh, uh, but yeah, dude, we got to stand there. We got to protect the shops. We got to see tons of kids walk up and be like, "Yo, this is Diamond. Like, let's go in there. Like, hey, check this out, bro. You're not coming in here, dude. Yeah. They're like, oh, is this your stuff? I'm like, yeah, this is my boy stuff. And then they would look at me and they would look at the boys and be like, oh, okay, for sure. You know, and then yeah. we had a couple of bloods come up and be like, yo, blood, this diamond supply, you know. Yeah. He'd be like, hey, check this out, bro. This is my homie shop. You know, he does a lot of cool stuff for the kids, for the areas, everywhere. You know, like this, the shop's untouchable. And they'd be like, that's right, blood. And then they just go on. I st we stopped some kid. They had a Molotov cocktail bomb that was like ready to blow up a store. I grabbed him. I said, hey, bro, not right here. And he was like, this your guy's the same thing. They all said, said, this your thing? I said, no, it's my buddy's shop. It's a good dude. Okay, man, I'm going to go over here. Or I'm going to throw it at the cops. And I'm like, be careful, dude. Yeah. That's a serious crime. Yeah, you know? I wouldn't recommend And then that, I had yeah. a couple kids I sent home. They got scared that, that I got to talk to him. But like, listen, dude, they're shooting rubber bullets. And I almost got shot in the face. A bullet crossed, maybe missed me by half an inch. You know, I said, Dumb things hurt. Do you see that girl right there? Ask her to show you her shin. Her shin was swole. Or ask this kid that got shot in the rib cage. He had like he had like a diet coke imprint on the side of his rib cage. So I so a lot of those kids I got to tell firsthand ended up leaving, saying you know like we're just out here. We don't really know what's going. On. Like bro, it's, this is dangerous. This is dangerous. People walking around with axes, walking around with hammers. Don't get caught up in this. You know. Uh, but yeah, man, it was that kind of thing. It was it was pretty uh, heavy, pretty you know a gnarly situation to be part of, but I'm you know I'm proud that not, not, you know that we were able to hold that store that that little area down and it's still going and you know and it was more of like Nick's my friend. Of course, you would have you know you would have done it. Uh, you yeah, would've done absolutely. It. Yeah, there's somebody that's been down with you for years and continued to do good things, good things, good things with you. You're gonna go in a heartbeat to help him save you know something he's worked 25 years for. For sure, you know I mean? for sure. And I know, life. I mean, we saw it, you know, it was chaos. It was wild. I can only imagine. So you were also there the very next day helping to clean up and repair. So what was the mood like with everybody there? What was oh, the energy man, it was like? Hard. It, was, it was pretty heartbreaking. So so Friday was uh, downtown L.A., right? Saturday was Fairfax. Sunday was Long Beach and Santa Monica. Yeah, right. So uh, Sunday, I couldn't go out because I had a family party. It was my mom's birthday. So I was barbecuing for my mom, and I couldn't make it uh, down there to save stores and stuff because I probably could have assembled. That's my town. I probably could have had the 100, 200 people. Yeah. Easy, you know, come out and hang out and protect the whole block or whatever. But the following day, I went out, and we had a little small cleaning crew. I went by myself because I just kind of I felt uh, – that I needed to be there like right away. I wanted to, to clean up and I wanted to give people like a sense of unity, like, Hey man, we're going to be okay. You know? So people were heartbroken, dude. I walked up to a couple of the shops, 
and uh, some of them were kind of giving me a dirty look, but it's understandable. They just lost everything that they worked for their whole life and say, hey, I'm here to help clean. I'm here to help, you know, clean up the shop and, and do, you know, a couple things to make things easier for you at the moment. Uh, is that okay? And then some of them would give me a look like, no, you know, and I say, oh, okay, fine, you know. And then I had my buddy who's Cambodian because we went to Cambodian town. It's a little small area in Long Beach that I actually grew up in. It didn't used to be called Cambodian town until, like, I don't know, maybe mid-'90s or something. So I, ra I ran up and down that whole block. So I had him talking to them. And then, you know, once they see one of their own, and it's like, okay. And then he said, no, this guy does a lot here for the community. And then, uh, dude, we went to a couple jewelry jewelry stores that got – wiped out bro one of them lost like i think he they're estimating that he lost like two three hundred thousand dollars you know of stuff they stole his tools they, they took all his they took everything bro they took everything so what we're doing now is we're trying to get uh jewel a couple of jewelry friends uh that, that we been able to uh reach out through on instagram and say hey why don't you guys get together and help jerry out and he needs tools. He needs this. He needs that. You know, I'm sure you guys got extras. You know, it'd be cool to give him a nice set of tools so he can get back to work. So that's where we're at now is trying to repair those small mom and pop shops. If there's anybody listening, you know, we're, we're looking for uh, window guys. We're looking for door guys because those are the things that got broken, you know. Mm -hmm. So if anybody wants to get uh, give back and help or, you know, there is a little bit of money, you know, that we could pay. But we're looking for people that want to come out and help, you know, restore uh, the places, you know. Yeah, that's awesome, man. It's awesome to, to know that you are out there not only defending the community, but helping it to rebuild and rise up. And you have the Local Hearts Foundation. So yeah. tell us a little bit more about yeah. that. Um, when did it start? Uh, you know, obviously, I, I speaking to you now, I know what inspired it. You yeah. know what I mean? But just tell yeah. us, you know, how, how okay, it came yeah, about yeah. So, and, you know, a little yeah, bit yeah. more on it. Local Hearts Foundation started, bro, as a... Same thing, man, you know, not having much. Uh, it all really started from this. I went to the liquor store one day 10 years ago. The lottery was like at a billion dollars. I'm like, I'm going to go be a billionaire like everybody, right? I'm going to go buy my ticket. Yeah. So before I went, I, I was in a, in a band called The Pricks, and we were sponsored by everybody. We had tons of endorsements, right? You name it. Everybody was giving us stuff. So I, I had had hundreds and hundreds of shirts, shoes, and just like a little, I used to call it the coffin. It was like the size of this table, right? Yeah. This big. It was just full of stuff. So I went in. I would I, Before I went to the store, I put on a brand new shirt. It was summertime. It was hot, muggy. I walk into the store. I noticed the homeless, I noticed the homeless guy that's been at that store for months, dude, right? And... Uh, I lock eyes with him. I go in. I take my daughter. I go in. I buy a lotto ticket. I walk out. And as I'm walking out, I lock eyes with him again. I get home. I take the brand new shirt off that I had just put on just to go buy a lottery ticket. And I wipe my armpits and my face. And I threw it in the trash. And instantly I was like, whoa. Like, I'm really ungrateful. I'm an ungrateful man. Like. I just seen a dude wearing the same shirt probably for a month. And I just, because it was hot and sweaty, I threw it away, you know, like, so I threw it away. And then uh, I went back immediately. I went in my little black coffin, got like 15, 20 shirts, went back, said, hey, man, I want to give you something. I gave him the shirts. I gave him $20. And he says, man, I haven't seen a $20 bill in years. <laughs> he was fired up, you yeah, know? Yeah. So, so I uh, left. And I said, man, I can do more. I could do more for people. I know a lot of people. So I, then I hit up Nick Diamond. And Nick was the first person to say, bro, let's do it. What do you want to do? What do you want? What, you know, what do we need to do to help? And, you know, I just said, hey, man, I don't really know what I'm doing. But whatever's on your heart, let's just help some people. Right? So I had uh, the, the very first thing we did, we had Frito-Lay. We had Sarah Lee. I think we had Monster. We had Stan Socks. Uh, Morals Fiber, Fly Society. We had a bunch of cool streetwear brands. And then we just went to the hood and gave it away to certain areas. Like I kind of call people from the west side 
and get a kind of like a pass to ride through their neighborhood and right. go to the east side and get a pass to go through that neighborhood, even though I'm from that neighborhood. But just so people don't try to rob us or whatever. We right, two, right. We had two trucks full of stuff, you know. And then uh, uh, that's pretty much how it started, man. And then after that, I said, okay, man, you know, I want to help children. I want to help kids. I want to give back to these kids that are doing good, like I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. I want to give back to these kids that are doing the right things. So that's where we're at now. And now we're, we're taking it to a level where we're doing now, you know, art programs. You know, we're going to do something with sleeves where, you know, he's going to do an art, an art class and he's going to teach, you know, at-risk youth, you know, through our nonprofit. You know, we're going to give them all the tools to, to uh, further whatever they're trying to be, you know, in the art world or whatever. But we got, we got so many programs now that, uh, that I just kind of delegate to different members of the board, you know, like HJ, HJ's got tech programs that, you know, he's teaching kids how to build apps. He's teaching kids how to code like cool, you know, cool stuff that those things, that's the future of the world. So, you know, our, you know, the people in, you know, in the poorest communities, they don't get those jobs. They don't, cause they're not educated about any of that. So our goal is to teach them those things so they can go work for Google. So they can go be maybe the next Google or whatever, you know, they can come up with something cool in the technology world. So we're, we're, we're big on that. We're, we're trying to uh, give them uh, those kind of tools so they can go out and create something rad and maybe something life-changing, you know, something that could be used around the world, you know. So that's where we're at with the nonprofit. Uh, it's one of those things, bro. It's, uh, it's you do it because you love people. No yeah. other reason. No other reason, bro. There's nothing in it for me. Only thing in it for me is uh, I get to smile and I get to see kids grow and I get to see, you know, where he was six years ago. Now I get to see him going to city college. And then I get a message saying, hey, bro, I got accepted into a university. And thanks for giving me that iPad. Stuff like that. And that right there is golden, bro. That right there is worth gold. You know what I mean? No, it it's is. Priceless, yeah, it you is. Know? So, that, is. so it's, you know, for me, that's that's all I get, man. That's all I get is a, is a, is, is, that's all I get is a, is a is a smile out of it, you know, a smile I get to, uh, it feels good, bro. It feels good. I I don't know if you guys ever been to anything like that. If you guys haven't, I challenge you. It's a, it's life changing. You know, I get people, I get people from the hood. They'd be like, Hey Holmes, why are you doing that in the hood? Holmes? Like, why? What, you know, what, what's the big deal? Like I didn't have a dad either Holmes, or, you know, this, and I say, Hey, check it out, bro. I challenge you to come out. Right. And then they're like, out of five of them, four will show up, you know, and, and these are G's, you know, that their whole life they've been gangsters. You know what I mean? And they they they've only seen things through one one way. Right. But also they grew up with nothing. So they understand it, but they hate it that they didn't grow up with nothing. Right. So when they come out, we challenge them. And then my brother, who's in charge of uh, of what we do. He's that day. He's uh, he's in charge of it all. He's in charge of logistics. I just kind of back up in politics because everybody wants to talk to me and that kind of thing, you know. So uh, I make sure that we place them somewhere where they're going to be impacted hard, right? So we say, okay, you know, little uh, whatever. Let's call him Joker. Little Joker, put him where he's going to give turkeys to that single mom. Okay. And then Baby Joker, <laughs> that's on Friday. We're going to use all these on Friday, right? <laughs> yes. Baby Joker, put him where you're giving shoes to kids. And then Little Joker, <laughs> put him where, uh, you know, where he's going to be giving, uh, uh, he's going to be helping the skate, the skateboarding thing that we do, you know. And then at the end of the day, all those dudes come back and they say, yo, Tito, bro. I didn't know that, bro. I didn't know that what you were doing was, you know, it's a, it's a, some of them cry. It's This is incredible, bro. I wish I had something like this when I was a kid. I'm in, bro. Anytime you need me, bro. And I'm going to tell the homies to stop riding on the park. And it's like that's how impactful it is, you know, right. that they finally get to see it from a different level. Being involved, 
being involved is it's you know you're on the front line you, you know that yeah you're on the front line you get to see it all you know so so like i always challenge i always challenge those people to get involved and and it's rad bro and then then they're hitting me up hey bro what's up with the backpack to school you know the back to school backpack drive i got 40 bucks how many backpacks can we buy i'm like um i just make some yeah like yeah. nine yeah yeah all right bro nine for sure i got you my boy and, and it's like sick it's working yeah it's working it's the trickle effect of being good of putting that little seed in their brain you know their heart that they can do it too they can do it too and and you know it's not just me bro the nonprofit, you know you know i'm the organizer of it i'm the founder of it but you know i it it's a team because you know nick does so much you know hj does so much and not just them, you know, we got a team of, you know, uh, Abigail, Karina, Ivan, Alex, that they do the, you know, all the videos, they do all the digital stuff, they do the Instagram for the page. Uh, it's a team effort, and with the team effort, things work. Things work. Correct. But that took a lot of years for me to learn that because I wanted to do everything. And it wasn't until, you know, I'm, I'm 43, right? So it wasn't until I got about 43 <laughs> that I realized, like, <laughs> Hey man, I don't have to do it all. Like these kids are good, way better than I could be at it. Like let them do it. Let them do it and let's kill it, right? So it's it's that, bro. It's a team effort, not only just with that, it's also with the donations. We we put it up and you know, I just make a number up, bro. I say I'm going to give away a thousand turkeys. I don't even have one. You know, and turkeys are expensive, bro. I think last year's turkey event we spent about $28,000 to feed the community. Wow. You know what I mean? It's a lot. It's a lot of money to do those kind of events, right? So what we do, you know, we'll use Al, you know, Alski, right? We'll say, hey, Al, you want to get involved? You know, yeah, bro, how much is a turkey? Turkey's roughly $16, $18 a turkey. It's a big turkey. It's 18-pound turkey, so it's like a dollar a pound. And he'll say, bro, put me down for four. And then I, Mook, what up, Mook? Hey, bro, we're trying to raise some turkeys. Put me down for four. That's eight. So it's it's a it's a community. It's a community of good people that want to do something good, you know. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it, bro. Because it really if is. I sit there and try to do it by myself, it's impossible. It takes all of us, bro. It takes all of us. Everybody has to get involved to make it actually, you know, work on that kind of level and be impactful. Not that, you know, that if we did, if we only did a hundred, it wouldn't be impactful. It still would be, but a hundred and a thousand is a big, big difference, you know? Correct. Correct. Yeah. And that, and that's the whole point of that's exactly why we want to have these conversations, bro. You know, it's, mm -hmm. they're going to, they're going to vary. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, some may be more focused on what's going on now. Some mm -hmm. may be focused on mental, mm -hmm. but the point is, for people to hear this, to know that in the midst of the storm, that good still exists and yeah. not only exists, but we're working, bro. We're yeah. working and we're fighting. And, and that's what this world needs. You know, and that's what people need to know is that, you know, we're turning against ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, we really yeah. are. And it's, it all comes from years of hurt and humiliation and mistreatment. And right. for you to be doing what you're doing in these children's lives now, mm -hmm. that is going to make a difference. I'm telling you, everybody yeah. knows that. Yeah, because, you. brother, everybody's fucked up. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. And people try to put on this brave face when everything's going on and act like everything's okay. But at the underneath it all, we've all been through some heavy stuff. Oh, yeah, man. We're all a bunch of kids who grew up too fast. Yeah. Like I said earlier, yeah. if we don't learn and teach from the mistakes that we've made then we're bound to repeat it you know what i mean and i'm thankful for you brother for taking the time out to come on here uh, i can't wait to do it again i hope you'll mm -hmm. come back mm -hmm. thank you so much uh if there's anything you want to get out there now's the time bro shout out to your team thanks to yeah, all of man. them for all the work they do because i know it takes a village and and shout out to you again yeah you know just for doing that for because you don't have to yeah you don't yeah. have to you no, I write. have to. No, I know, but I'm saying. <laughs> no, I you get know, you. you. Yeah, you, you could. Walk I love off people, into the sunset, man. But you're doing it actively, yeah. bro. I love people, I mean? man. So. I, I'm constantly trying to be better, man. Same. I'm trying to same. be a better man every day. What can I change to, to, you know, in my heart, you know, in my mind to be better, you know? Right. That's it, you know. And I appreciate you guys having me, and uh, this was fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anytime you guys want me back, anytime you guys want my team, it'd be cool to get my team in here. 
I and would love we could it, all rap out. You hear I'd some funny here. stories, you know? Yeah. But all right, man. Yeah, tell Shout the people out where to, to find Local you Hearts uh, Foundation, all the team. Uh, the Instagram is Local Hearts Foundation. And then uh, my personal Instagram is The Hood Santa. Uh, if you guys want to get involved and donate or volunteer, we do have those uh, those options, you know, those do those buttons on our website. Or, like I said earlier, I'm the guy that responds to every message, bro. Sometimes I wake up in the morning, I have 99, 98 messages, and I go through them and say, hey, what up? Hey, man, have a good day or whatever, you know? Hey, you know, I, my car broke down, you know? What's wrong? I don't know my brake. Bring it to the house, bro. I hope you change the brakes, believe it or not. And people come, you <laughs> yeah. know, and I teach them how to do it. It's just, you know, I don't know, man. There's something just about being a good man that feels good, you know what I mean? I feels do. good, you know. know. It feels good mean. to be good. But hey, man, thanks for having me. Okay, guys. Of course, brother. We'll and talk God soon. bless you guys. And the show, I'm down with the show, bro. Whenever you guys need me to promote, whatever, send the flyer. I'm down to do all that too. Thank you, man. That means a lot. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. See you next time. Hey, yo, go low. Let's do this for the homies in the hood. The villa. What up? No disrespect to the motherhoods, but this is where I'm from. Three, two, one, I can't come. No other way, no way, no how. You know the bow wow, do it long beach style. To the fullest young nigga, bro. With my shell cap on, feeling like a